My name is Imran Nuri. I'm the founder and CEO of the 52 Million Project, a 501c3 nonprofit going after a long-term vision of engaging 1 million people and donating just $1 a week. When our donors give a dollar a week, it goes to a different nonprofit fighting poverty every single week. And this week's beneficiary is a Portland, Oregon nonprofit called Raphael House, who's set to receive over $580 from us, thanks to our 580 donors and counting. With us here today is Amanda Ives from Raphael House. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And we're so excited to be supporting you this week. You know, we're over here in Columbus, Ohio, so Portland is a long way away, but we love the work that you're doing. And I'm really excited to ask you a couple of questions about uh, to, to, to allow you the chance to kind of share your passion and enthusiasm for the work that you're doing. So uh, tell me more about what Raphael House does. Yeah, well, I'm excited to, to share with your members. And I actually, I just wanted to start with an enormous thank you to everyone who contributed to support our work and all of the fabulous other nonprofits that you've been helping out, uh, especially this past year, makes such a huge difference for all of us. Um, you already shared we're based here in Portland, Oregon. Raphael House has been supporting survivors of domestic violence and their families for more than 40 years. Uh, so we've been here a long time um, helping folks who are fleeing violence and abuse build beautiful, uh, safe, stable lives uh, without abuse. And that's really, really critical because what we know, unfortunately, is that uh, one in three women and one in seven men will experience domestic violence at some point in their lifetime. Um, domestic violence is also the leading cause of homelessness for women across the country. So we see our work as absolutely critical for keeping families safe and our communities safe um, and are grateful and honored to have been a safe haven here for a long time. Uh, our programs work uh, as a triangulated uh, approach. So for as long as we've been open, we've been offering emergency uh, shelter for individuals and their children in a confidential location. So we have this beautiful, homey, wonderful shelter for families to come to at the moment that's most dangerous for them, unfortunately, which is immediately after fleeing an abusive partner. And we wrap those families in support, uh, give them this wonderful place to stay and help them achieve their goals, the goals that they want to achieve. Uh, we're also here 24 seven year round, not just with shelter, but with hotline support. So anyone can always reach out to our advocates and uh, talk about what's happening with them, um, have a, a safe confidential listening ear and get access to help and resources. So emergency support is so critical. Um, we help all these families and shelter move into safe, stable housing and start building the lives that they want to lead. Um, and that leads us to the next part of our triangle, which is wraparound ongoing supportive services. Uh, our approach is to be here for families for as long as they need, because we know that the process of healing and rebuilding your life after abuse can, can take a while. It's, it's a lot longer than just the time period that someone might be in our shelter. So we've built this really incredible series of programs that help people with everything from um, the like the logistics of rental assistance and food and hygiene supplies all the way to support groups and community events and access to educational support and this past year technology support, lots of technology support. Um, we also support folks who are experiencing both um, abuse and addiction and, and recovery. We help people um, with their housing needs, um, getting access to jobs, you name it. 
we're here for that uh, for as long as families need, which is wonderful. Um, and the third part of our triangle, which I think is most important, um, just in, in general for all of us is prevention. Our hope, strangely, is that we won't be needed at some point. We would like to put ourselves out of business. Uh, we'd love that nobody ever experience ab experiences abuse again. So we've been in schools and throughout our community teaching people about safe and equitable relationships and consent for almost 15 years. And we serve uh, more than 2,000 youth and adults every year through our prevention uh, programming, which is fabulous. That's incredible. It sounds like to me that there's there's such a comprehensive approach coming from your organization, that there are so many different things tied together in the issue of abuse and domestic violence. And, and it sounds like you're trying to do your best to address every piece of that so that uh, you're not just providing the emergency service, you're providing that and a, a path to recovery. And, and that's incredible. I mean, and doing that for 40 years, my goodness. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, we're really thankful for that work, especially now in COVID where, where your work is, is needed now more than ever. So, you know, with our 580 donors each giving a dollar this week, tell me more about what a gift of that size can do for your organization. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, I've never worked at a place. I've been at Raphael's for almost a decade now, um, but I've been with many of the nonprofits. And I have to say, you know, getting to see every day the impact of every dollar that comes to the door is really incredible. You know, we see families come to us at the hardest, most difficult moment in their lives. Um, and we're very, very honored and grateful to be with them through that journey to whatever's next for them. Um, and those gifts are really what make our services possible. You know, our donors are how uh, we're able to be here for through fam with families every step of the way. And I, I like to think about, you know, really that starting point for folks that emergency moment when someone is having to make the awful decision of leaving everything behind, generally with their children. You know, many folks come to us with really just the clothes on their back um, and are having to start over with hope of safety for their in their future. Um, and a hundred dollars is about 24 hours of wraparound safety and support in our emergency shelter for either an adult or their child. So you know, as a starting point of that $580, $500 pays for five days of literally life-saving shelter and support. Um, and that's the staffing that's there all day, every day to support folks. That's the services and the on-site laundry and um, the kitchen and the food, all the things. So that is, you know, wrapping someone in that very difficult time and in, uh, in support that they deserve. Um, and then, you know, so much of this is helping people move forward. So of that additional $80, $50 of that helps pay for a housing application so that that family can move out of our shelter and get into their own apartment or home and start building that beautiful future that they want for their family. And I love that. Um, and that remaining 30 will actually pay for three weeks of um, produce and food and um, like those critical resources that a family needs as well. So you're really together. Your donors are paving the way for a family leaving abuse to uh, get out of that situation and start over. And that's beautiful and very, very meaningful and deeply appreciated. I love how you broke that down to the, the 500, the 50 and the 30. And it kind of gives us a really clear picture of how exactly that is used. And, and of course, like our donors love that. Everybody's giving a dollar a week. It's, it's, it's just giving up a dollar. And, and you don't think about how much of an impact that has it like literally emergency sheltering somebody for five days. You don't think a dollar can do that until it's together with hundreds of people and 
uh, empowering nonprofits who are efficient and credible like, like Raphael House. So I have one last question for you. For anybody listening or watching at home, what is the best way or one of the best ways that they can help to prevent domestic violence and abuse in their communities and their, their friend circles? Such a good question. And as an organization that's been really, really rooted in prevention for such a long time, um, I have to say, you know, our goal is to stop abuse before it happens. Um, and one of the best ways that we can all do that, it honestly is in our own behavior and modeling our own behavior. So we spend a lot of time out in the community teaching people how to practice uh, safe, healthy, equitable relationships um, that are respectful and teaching people how to practice consent in their relationships. And if we are all, as a, just as a base level starting point, um, working within our own relationships and our own lives, modeling for the people around us, that goes a long way. Um, beyond that, you know, keeping an eye out for um, signs. If all of us were able to also recognize the signs of unhealthy, unequitable relationships um, for ourselves, for people around us, we often don't see that um, modeled very well in our like media um, and in the, the signals that we get from the world. Equitable uh, consensual relationships are, are filled with respect and listening and asking questions and hearing um, you know, the people who are around us and respecting their boundaries. Um, and when you start experiencing that shift in a relationship where it is no longer equitable, where someone isn't respecting your, your boundaries, isn't practicing consent, that's a sign that something might be wrong there um, and it's time to ask for help. And if all of us were learning about that, being aware of that, being aware of the resources that are available so that we can get help for ourselves or our loved ones or our friends, um, that's a really big start. And I encourage folks to check out, you know, I love that you have donors from all over. There are amazing organizations in almost every city in this country that serve survivors. There are wonderful national organizations. So learning about the crisis and hotline numbers and the resources in your area so that you can be a resource for someone in your life. Um, and if there's anyone listening that needs help, please know that you are not alone. There are always services. There are always listening ears. Um, there's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. We have multiple hotlines here in Portland. Um, there's great safe spaces to find that information online. So um, I think if each of us are helping take care of those around us and support those around us and ourselves, um, we could see kind of like your $1 from every donor that come together as a whole community to make a difference. If we were each taking those steps, we could make a huge difference also. That's a great way to put it. That we all have our, uh, we all have the power to do even just a little bit, and then that all adds up quickly. And that, uh, yeah, I, I love that that your answer to that question is is about advocacy and learning. There's so much more that we can learn, and and once we learn, there's so much more we can do. And so I, I think I, I hope that anybody listening at home or anybody watching at home it, it will will do that today. Just taking you know, a little bit of time to learn a little bit more. But thanks so much, Amanda, and thank you again to each and every one of our donors for empowering a different nonprofit fighting poverty every single week, just like Raphael House. If you're not already a donor, go to 52millionproject.org to start giving your dollar a week today. Thanks again, Amanda, and thanks to the entire Raphael House team. Mm -hmm.